Welcome to the Loaded Goat, a podcast where we review music from yesteryear. I'm Aaron. And I can't wait to do this. I'm Chris. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing an album called Songs, Themes, and Laughs from the Andy Griffiths Show. We're in between seasons three and seasons four, and we're trying to figure out some new media, new material to do other than jumping ahead to, say, some movies that Andy Griffith did and some TV shows. We're just trying to look at some other areas that was being made, that were being made or media or forms of entertainment that were being put out because of the popularity of the show. This was tough. Was it tough to make notes or just tough to listen to? Tough to listen to. Made my head crawl. It is not music for me. How are we gonna go? How are we gonna do this? Are we gonna go like overall high picture? You know, like we did with the face in the crowd. We're like, what were your general feels for it? Are we were we gonna break down each song? I can provide a little bit of insight on each song, but let's talk about your overall feelings on this and why you just. What you just why this is the third podcast in a row we're doing of something you didn't like. <laughs> but don't put it on me. I'm just the I'm just the the listener viewer of the three that I've had a negativity about recently. This is definitely the bottom. I think you know I'm all for like rounding out you know Renaissance people that are doing cool art and trying different things. I think this type of music just didn't quite fit. Or I'd be interested to know how it was received at the time because I don't think it aged quite well. It was very boring and kind of felt, how would I say this, like carnivaly is a feeling I had. And then, you know, some of the speaking and talking parts were just not how what I expect to listen to music in, in the future or in the future to the end, but to today's times. So I found it very, very difficult to enjoy. So I get what you're saying. I, Good, because that was a ramble. Whew. Is that all the, is it all the songs or was it, because I mean, because you had like, I mean, first of all, it's, it's, it is, you look at albums that come out and their music, music from particular movies or show or their soundtracks or something along those lines. They all kind of fit a, a certain, they're all kind of in the vein of the same music. I mean, of similar music. This jumps from band music, big band music, yeah. to a traditional folk songs, to a mon- to probably not one of my favorite Andy Griffith monologues. Either. No, it's it's not cohesive at all. It's like a playlist that I made when I was eleven and first got iTunes. Right, like burning your own CDs. You're putting musicals next to punk rock. It just doesn't work. No, it's kind of like when you put your iPhone up and you just put it in someone's car and you don't actually put anything to it. and You just put it on shuffle. It just jumps around to everything you have. You really get to see the inside of someone's brain when that happens. Yeah, yeah. you learn a lot of things. Like when you jump from, you know, you you jump from confrontation and Les Miserables to Ball with a Ball by Kid Rock. It's just (laughs) one of those things that you, uh, you like... You see, like it, it, there, there can be competing thoughts there. I think that's oddly specific. Has that happened to you? I'm not. I was just thinking of two songs <laughs> in my iTunes that I have. I think what we could do is we will go ahead and we'll kind of just dive into this and talk about it a little bit. I'm just going to warn everybody on the front end. You're going to get, if you planned on listening to this for 30 to 45 minutes, you're going to get some time back into your day. You're welcome. Yes. So the record was released by Capitol Records in 1961 to promote the Andy Griffith show. So it would have been, in essence, released during the first season. 
We open with a an interesting rendition of the Andy Griffith theme because it starts off with your traditional whistling, but then it begins mixed with big. It becomes mixed with big band music, which I kind of thought was a little bit reflective of the load. Have you ever heard the podcast The Loaded Goat and the opening instrumental that they have? I mean, I think that instrumental, and I mean, I I. First of all, the, never mind that the host is distractingly attractive, but the uh, but the fa- also the fact that the that the I think the rendition of this of the Andy Griffith theme may be the best ever committed. I don't committed to to sound. I don't know. What do you think? I completely agree. Yeah. Next up, we have Jack the Giant Killer, which is Andy's monologue on Jack the Giant Killer, which is a fairy tale about someone who who kills a, a number of bad giants during King Arthur's reign. It was a little odd, and I thought the music that played with it almost distracted from the monologue itself. It didn't work for me either. What is the monologue we reviewed after season one or two? Uh, what it was was football. What it was was football. I mean, nothing in the in the realm of kind of what you get there or what you get kind of sporadically throughout the show. It was... It's it, this. I mean, it makes sense though. You said that this was put out to promote the show. Yeah. This is, this is a forced kind of corporate marketing tool versus you know humor well you know today and in, in, in today it's one of those things that is just kind of like you listen to you you, you listen to this and th- i mean the first time i think the first the first soundtracks i ever remember doing this were the quentin tarantino movie soundtracks where they would drop a monologue or they would drop a dialogue oh, I don't know those. in between okay. songs okay like pulp fiction the soundtrack of pulp fiction I think may have been the first one I remember doing that. Okay. And then you've got then you've got, you know, Jesus Walks by Kanye, does it? He does. He just he forgot does. to make the movie part. Yeah, there's no movie to associate with that. But yeah, this is one where they drop it and I would have thought this would have been a perfect opportunity to weave in one or two minute exchanges between Andy and Barney in between songs. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like those two minutes we always talk about where it's like they're just told to fill two minutes. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we have Floppier and Mule. This is the only song from this album that I actually do have downloaded on my iTunes. Um, What type of environment do you listen to it in? Is it like, do you get listen to get pumped up or cry? I mean, I don't, it's not my, it's not, it's not my workout music. It's just, it's just one of those things where I listen to it and it's basically one that I like to listen to because I just found the song kind of nostalgic and fun. And the reason I find it nostalgic and fun is because it was the song that plays in the U.S. Steel, No Time for Sergeant, where he gets the Jews harp at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, um, and, and sings the song. And so that was it's So it's kind of a nostalgia. It's a little bit of nostalgia to listen to it. And it's also one where they play it again. It's the one you remember the one where they do Mayberry on record, where the guy comes yeah. to town and he wants to record yep. them playing this music. That's that's also on that one too. Okay, all right. I will give it another another listen with kind of your more stamp of approval because I got to be honest, I listened to this kind of with thinking that we would be making fun of it the whole time, so I didn't have a lot of open eyes. If, you, if why you don't know. you go? Feel free to go ahead and make fun of it. I'd like to hear this. No, I mean I'm just doing it right now. I don't have great jokes. But I'm trying. Really put me on the spot with this humor. Once welcome I said, to the, "Welcome to the Loaded Goat," where we don't have great jokes, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
All right. All right. Well, next up we had was on the album is Ellie's theme, which is one of the show's composer Errol, Earl Hagen's theme for Ellie Walker. If I remember this being the first thing that kind of jumps out in my mind when I remember this being played is when she and Opie, she's cleaning the um, door and she sees Opie through there and they start making faces at each That's other. That's a cute moment. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm all on board with anything Ellie related. I think Ellie so far has been my favorite one of Andy's Paramore's. I've just so I will I will give this song a little bit of a leg up there. Next up, we have Sourwood Mountain, which to me, the songs on this album are I enjoy the ones more where you actually I enjoy the folk songs more than uh, than I do the. Yeah, the, definitely. The, the, the theme music. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one where it is featured in the show, the episode, The Perfect Female. The Perfect Female is the one you remember the one where they set Andy up with Thelma Lou's cousin, Karen. And oh, she's the shooter. She's the they have no idea that he's so like you're you're a good fit, and they have no idea she's the amazing sharpshooter. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then the next one that I I this is one where if I really was just looked to listening to wanting something funny to down something to listen to that would just make me laugh or make me smile is the manhunt, which is basically the Barney Fife theme. Yeah, which is yeah, totally. Yeah. I wish I had more things to say. I just like really can't get there on. I don't think I can do audio very well. I'm all visual, Aaron. That's okay. That's all right. Do you think? We ha- do you think are there any like music videos for that this? they put out for these songs, or is it just a show? I don't think so. I think they missed the uh, they missed MTV by about twenty years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a bit. But let me let's let me ask you since we're talking about music, is there a I mean, this, I mean, and yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but you are right. This is kind of a hodgepodge. This is kind of a hodgepodge of music. It's not real. There's not really any cohesion with yeah. any of this. No, like they would have been better served to have like to release like the monologues as its own kind of little standalone. See where you can inject that. Then have an instrumental album that Hans Zimmer can buy and try to put in everything else. And then you've got the folk one that could be, you know, it's whole other different vibe. That like have Andy go around on tour and play some stuff or like do a little special where he's just playing and put that on TV so that you could like tune in a little bit to something that goes together. Yeah, I mean, I would not argue with you on that. I would say that that's probably fair. I think this was just I mean, it was a this was also a period where they just it wasn't like I mean, now, you know groups are very selective and very targeted and focused about how they put out, how often they put out music. I mean, but there was a period where they were churning, you know, musicians were churning out records on a pretty regular basis. And yeah. so I wouldn't say that this seems slap dash, but it does seem like it was just kind of rushed out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're going to take a break from going through this and we're going to, since this is actually, I wouldn't call this an album, a bad album by Andy Griffith. This is just an odd soundtrack. But we're going to do memory, memorably bad celebrity albums. And we'll start with, and I don't know if you had an easy time preparing this list, Christopher, or if not. You know, I had to do, I did a lot of, li- I didn't know a lot. So I did several listening tours of mm-hmm. like I Googled bad celebrity things. And then I picked what I thought were the worst of what I had heard. So right. I didn't have any like kind of on hand. I also wasn't able to really, they're all so bad that they're all kind of ones in my book. So it's more of like a pool. I'm not really ranking five to to one. How okay. was it? That's fair. I, I'm kind of like, this is just a pool of things that jumped out to me too. Yes. Okay. 
first one I have is an album called Round One, the album. It's by Roy Jones Jr., who is a virtuoso boxer. I mean, he he was the first middleweight to also win the heavyweight title in over 100, I believe over 100 years. Uh, but he also had some other interests, and one included rapping. And he put an album out called Round One, the album, and then he put out another album to, as well. But I just always, this one always pops in my head because he came out rapping to his own music for a fight with Glenn Johnson and Glenn Johnson knocked him out. So it, the, 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 album, <laughs> the, the, the album sticks in my head a little more. I, I could see that. I could see that. The first one I had was, have you listened to Joe Pesci's album? Or is that a little, one of his little Joe? Wise Guy was the one that I listened to. No, I, I haven't listened to that. Boy, it is kind of, you know, I was at least hoping that Joe Pesci would have something kind of unique with it, but it was just abysmal, terrible, terrible, terrible song. There was a time I was watching the Country Music Awards when you're, it may not have been the CMAs, it may have been another Country Music Awards show, and Travis Tritt had Joe Pesci playing with him on really on, on it, yeah, on stage. Oh, interesting. I mean, it was just like that was a period where, I mean, and you know, it was like a, it was just, it was just kind of a random thing because you know I was just kind of like where's this where's this coming from but yeah I guess he was he was really trying to go into music. Next one for me is Return of Bruno, which is by Bruce Willis, which actually is not a horrendous album. I mean it's but it is just kind of like the ultimate vanity thing where Bruce Willis was just off of making Die Hard and yeah. he puts out this album called Return of Bruno. Yeah, I I listened to Under the Boardwalk on that mm -hmm. album. And it's so you know there's lots of breeze. It, I also expected it sounded a lot like Bruce Willis, which I thought was all obviously it does, but I was kind of shocked by how much it was Bruce Willis. But it's cringy. Yeah, yeah it's like, a little cringy. Yeah. So we talk about this one being this album, songs, themes, and laughs from the Andy Griffith show being a little bit of a cash grab of just kind of you know trying to capitalize remote. I don't think there's anything more egregious, though, of a blatant crash grab than an album called Freddy's Greatest Hits, with it, which is an album of Freddy Krueger singing songs. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. It That's exists. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. Oof, I don't like that. I also listen, you know, and I think she's a good actress. I don't, it was a little bit tough to see there, but Brie Larson has oh. a song called She Said. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tough. It's possible yeah. that it's a different Brie Larson, but I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Yeah, I would say it's probably the same one. Yeah. So the next album for me, and I, I, I didn't even know this existed until I started looking, was called Songs from the Crystal Cave. It's an album by your favorite action star with a ponytail, Steven Seagal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And you know what it sounds like? It sounds like an album by Steven Seagal. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, my second to last one is Paris Hilton's song Paris. It mm. starts with her complaining about like a bouncer not letting her into the club, and like doesn't he know who she is? And it's everything that you kind of thought. It was a nice reminder of what early aughts Paris Hilton was like and the atrocities she put on the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's she was kind of the Kardashians before the Kardashians. She was, yeah. My final one is Be a Man, a rap album by Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and it is probably interesting that that Mulan's Be a Man is one of the better songs that kind of came out just to have that nice little comparison. 
Yeah. I'm just kind of like Macho Man was always interesting and he had kind of a strained voice and just in doses when you were watching wrestling. I can't imagine listening to an entire Macho Man Randy Savage album. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. My last one comes with a little bit of a story from a friend. I had a friend that was a production assistant working uh, for a studio that produced one of Lindsay Lohan's albums or a music video for it. And she has one song. It was a Confessions of a Broken Heart. It's terrible. But the real piece comes with kind of the glory of Lindsay where all of, or maybe it was an intern, but all the interns got in trouble because someone had tipped off the paparazzi that they were filming that day, that Lindsay Lohan was going to be there. And they all just got in trouble then and found out a little bit later that it was Lindsay Lohan that tipped off her own paparazzi at where she was doing her music video filming. So, you know, good person, good music, good actor, all around. All around, all around. Well, that's 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 good to know. I mean, yeah, that's uh, it's always it's always frustrating. Like when you and I go out and you tip people off, and it turns out you tip people off that we're going to be know. there. I know it is. Yeah. So, going back into the the album. Oh no. <laughs> we got we got to it. I mean, we sit and talk about music. You want to talk about music some more? <laughs> no. All right. So. We have Andy Griffith singing the Fishing Hole song, which is the Andy Griffith theme song, but he's singing it with lyrics. And it's, it just always, every time I hear that song sung with lyrics, it's a little jarring. I'm just going to say this about this whole album. We didn't, there's no way that the world needed it. Like, no. let, let all these other things exist in their moment. Let the Ellie Opie interaction exist in that scene. Don't try to sell the music on the other end. You know, don't try to add to the fishing hole. Don't do it. Well, Next up, we have the Ant Bees theme, and I actually, after listening to this, I felt worse. I felt like I, I felt yeah. like I was not in a good place after listening yeah. to this. For I mean, because you listen to it in the show, and it goes on for thirty seconds at the most. This went on for several minutes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it is. I was trying to jump ahead earlier. It was just how much I didn't like this song. It's so boring. So boring. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to the New River Train, which is a song from the. Li- the 1800s and it's played in the guitar player and Rafe Hollister sings. I did enjoy hearing that. Well, anything with Rafe. Yeah. And then we had the Mayberry March, which we've heard before, but it's a song that it's a theme. It's a music that's played at different tempos to fit the mood of the show. This was just listening to it as a standalone. We listened to Cindy, which is next, which is a folk song that was sung on Opie's rival. It's fine listening to that. I enjoy listening. I enjoy listening to Andy Griffith sing, sing folk music. I do enjoy that. If you're gonna name a song though on this album after a female character in the show, I know we had just talked about Aunt B. Why wouldn't it be Mayor Pike's daughter? What is Mayor Pike's daughter's name? I don't remember what it was, but remember how how bad she was at singing in her voice, her face when she would sing. It was just one. It's one of my favorite parts about season one. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't, that would be really funny if they, and see that, see, this is stuff where they could have, will. there was just not a whole lot of thought put into this. It was just like, let's put this stuff out and we'll, we'll do this. Yeah. And then the final song is Barney's Hoedown, which is, which is a fun little number. But by the end of this album, I will admit to you, Christopher, I was kind of ready. I was happy to be done listening to it. I also just really have not appreciated your attitude over the past three episodes that we've done, <laughs> but I am going to, I'm, and I'm not condoning it, but I will say that this was a little bit of a different take. Yeah, this was tough. This was tough for me. I'm excited to start fresh and new for uh, season four, you know, yeah. some time at the spa, you know, work some things out. Yeah. We're not even going to bother with whistles, I suppose. No, I mean, I, it's a one, right? 
I don't know if it's a one. Well, then I, then I don't want to give it a one. I don't want to be this negative guy. <laughs> I, I want to give it an eight. You don't give it an eight. You can't, you can't sit and you can't say, this was a swag to listen to and we give it an eight. I don't know. I don't really. It's it's just, it's. I would give it a four. It's kind of. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. It's uneven on, on certain things. There are aspects of it that I really like, but I don't want to hear the B theme music for three minutes. No. No, no. Yeah, I was going to give it a four for sure. Four whistles. <laughs> That's right. I was going to give it a four. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? No, I mean it was fun to talk about this with you. I agree. Back at you. So next week we're going to do something also a little different. We're going to be doing selected works that you can find online in other areas of Andy Griffith's and Don Knotts TV specials from the 60s. So we'll be kind of breaking down skits and and things and things like that. I hope, Christopher, you will get some enjoyment out of this. I'm and, going uh, to. I'm going I, to. I hope so. And then, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing. Well, thank you for listening. You bet. This, by the way, this album, if you <laughs> with our ringing endorsement, it can be found on iTunes and Apple. Or iTunes and Amazon, but it can also you can also find it on YouTube as well. Is so in case you're wanting to check it out. In the meantime, if you want to listen to us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. And if you think about it, subscribe. Until then, Christopher, cheer up. Oh, I will. I'm gonna listen to Aunt B and have myself a nice little cry.